Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Ralph Winterwood II with the Ralph Winterwood Show coming to you straight of Alaska with the pure unmitigated truth. I don't care what they say. We're going to follow the truth to hell with them. Cut around and then I'm going to get to the IRS. This is a Senate report 1945 for the 1946. And it defines impractical. This is, they're talking about this good cause. And we, the Supreme Court says, we don't know what good cause means. It says impractical means a situation which the due and required execution of an agency functions would be unavoidably prevented by its undertaking public rulemaking. Unavoidably prevented. And it says good cause they're talking about here is not an escape cause. There's got to be an emergency and it must state the emergency. And they don't know this. But what's the thing? Just stop and think about the logic of this now. Listen, we go through 
the House of Representatives, or go through the Senate, now kind of a president, or a veto. Now, all of a sudden, we got the other side of this called administrative legislation, which I'm going to get into is a con. Bigger, it's... Uh, I don't know what to say anymore. Like I say, I have a amount of words. But anyway, we have the administrative legislation. And Congress says, you don't even need to use that. But yet, we don't know what good cause means, that there has to be an emergency. And we also keep using the word mandate. Does anybody ever look up the word mandate? That comes from a judicial judge, an order, a judgment. Agencies can't do mandates. Presidents can't do mandates. Congress can't do mandates. My two cats can't do mandates. Period. Do they not have words and phrases? Black's Law? Bouvier's? Anderson's? Do they not read their own stuff? A mandate can't come from an agency. It can't come from a full, a crazy old man up there that's crazier than a, he ain't crazy. He's nobody home. He's a communist. He can't do them. He can put them in the federal register all he wants. They're garbage. He has to have a limited delegation from Congress to do executive orders just like these federal agencies do. But here's the con, one of many. Number one, if it says impractical, and it says here that it would unavoidably prevent the agency from undertaking rulemaking procedures. Now, let's just stop and think about this. Okay, so it's unpractical, unnecessary, and not in the public interest. Oh, we got a big emergency. We got a COVID-19. We don't have any facts. I looked at the Federal Register. Nonsense. They don't give any facts. He just believes this. He believes that. I don't care if he believes in pet rocks. Where's the evidence? Well, we don't need that in the Federal Register because this guy, he's a secretary. He says, oh, you know, I believe we got a next. It's, it's garbage. But it's worse. They're not under administrative legislation. They're not under the uh, congressional legislation. Now, we're supposed to believe that this rule that they do equals a statute. That's what the court, Supreme Court has said. This rule is treated like a statute. So now we got something that's treated like a statute that we got no damn say-so in. We didn't represent anybody to do anything. There's no facts behind it. These agencies aren't accountable to anybody unless you know how to sue them, which I'm going to be doing because I know I figured out finally the holes. We're going to see how that works out, but it's there. It's the same as a statute. How can it be? That's the simple logic. We got to have a House of Representatives. We got to have a Senate. We got to have a president, and all the hoop law that goes with it. Now, an agency, Congress says, "Hey, OSHA, just go do whatever you want," and the Supreme Court says, "Oh yeah, that's fine." Are you starting to see that one plus one doesn't equal two anymore? Talk about a two-tiered system. But it gets worse. If it can, if it could. This is one of the things that I found because I am going to be doing all this, but I'm like one of the good things about a never lawyer. Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. 
That's really an important thing. So I've been looking at this from the standpoint, if I was on the other side, what would I do? These are the questions I would want to know. One of them is that I found, I couldn't believe it because they have all of this regulatory nonsense on monies. So I said, you know, I better check that out. Why is that always in there with, we're not doing the 553, we're not making a substantive rule, or we're doing, oh, we're doing a notice and comment, but we won't do 553. And just every flavor, in the, everything in the world except what they're supposed to be doing. Then I came across this. I'll be honest, I was taken back, but boy, it makes perfect sense. This is in 5 United States Code. 802 Congressional Disapproval Procedure. So this is how it works. We get a front called a federal agency. We have them do rules and regulations. We give them a general power instead of a limited. Because nobody cares. Nobody knows how to plead it anyway. So we just, hey, go out and do whatever you want. So they do a rule. We have a congressional overview. They got 60 days. When they put it in the Federal Register, they have to get a hold of Congress and all these people and say, hey, did we do good? <laughs> what do you think? Congress then can do a joint resolution disapproval. Well, I look disapproval approval as basically a judicial function because if this thing can turn in the same as a statute and they can stop it, then they are doing, I thought only the, the court, Supreme Court can knock down a statute. Oh, no, Congress can do it, too. Because it's taken as though it's a, like, it's, you know. But it gets worse. I found this in 5 United States Code. G. This section is enacted by Congress, one, as an exercise of rulemaking power of the Senate and House of Representatives. Oh, What? You know what that just says? We are hiring federal, what, what we can't do. I got a module on this. Supreme Court has said, in other cases, what Congress cannot do directly, it cannot do indirectly. Congress can't make rules and regulations. So what do they do? They create federal agencies. They do the Federal Register Act and the APA of 1946 Administrative Procedures Act. They say, okay, we can't make rules and regulations, so we'll give it to OSHA. Now, you go make a rule, <coughs> and we can even bypass the APA, but that's all right. But then we get to look it over and see what you have done in the Federal Register, and we then, it says, we are part of the rulemaking process? Wait a minute, do we have a conflict of interest here? You're on one side supposedly making laws of the United States. You're on another side making supposed to be substantive law or legislative rules. Wait a minute, Terry. how many freaking dang hats have you got there, Bubba? You can't do that. You have a conflict of interest. You can't be doing indirectly through a federal agency that's not doing administrative legislation and say, oh, we're part of the rulemaking process, so we can say yay or nay. Now, just to show you how blatant this is, <coughs> it's even crazier yet. I mean, I just, I don't know what to say anymore. It's just, these people, when you know what to look for and where to go look for it, here, let me get back into the statutes here. <coughs> 
So they're saying, number one, we are part of the rulemaking. So we're part of this rulemaking process. We're the ones that give the approval or disapproval. And then they go along and they do something else in Title V. Like I say, I, just, I looked at this and I said, you've got to be kidding me. How do they get away with this? And nobody has ever brought any of this stuff up on a uh, thing. This is 801, 5 U.S.C. 801. G. Let's see, is it G? Uh, I think it is. Wait a minute here. Uh, oh, wait a minute here. Before it can take effect, I said disapproval. Uh, yeah, G. 801G. So we got this. If Congress does not enact a joint resolution of disapproval, in other words, if they don't disapprove it, under 802, respecting a rule, no court or agency may infer any intent of Congress from any action or inaction of the Congress with regard to such rule, related statute, or joint resolution disapproval. In other words, if, if we don't do anything, we're not going to be held responsible. And if we do do something, then they get around, and it's in... Um, Oh, uh, uh, it's in uh, 5 U.S.C. 805. No determination or finding action or admission under this chapter shall be subject to judicial review. Now, let me sum this up. We get around. Congress says, you know what? We got the American public fooled. They think we're making laws in the United States. That's a crock of load. They don't even understand. We're being ruled by agencies under administrative legislation. And we're part of that, by the way. We appointed ourselves to be part of the administrative legislation, and the front man is the federal agency. The people will never figure this out because they're not going to go look in where I just found this. So the federal agency makes a rule or regulation. It doesn't pass the second step of having the forced effect of law, which is like passing the House, Senate, and getting the president. We don't need to. Yeah, don't need that. We'll just do notice and comment or all kinds of nonsense. Or with OSHA, just bypass all the APA. It's irrelevant. We'll just depend on the Supreme Court to cover our butt. But then they get around and say, you know, you can't hold us responsible for what's going on because we didn't do anything. We knew it's illegal. It's totally unconstitutional. But we're exempt. We've exempted ourselves. And then they go to say, no judge or court can even look at whether we did or didn't do it. You can't sue us or do anything about it. Can you make this up? I couldn't believe it. But I found it. How in the hell have they gotten away with it all of these decades and nobody has brought this up? Why doesn't anybody say, hey, you're part of this process. You can't be part of the rulemaking process because you're doing indirectly what you can't do directly. And then if you don't do anything as part of the rulemaking process, you're not responsible. And then if we do get find out about it, and you are, we want to make you responsible. You said, no, we're, we've exempted ourselves. We can be criminals and get away with it. That's what they're saying. 
That's the plain and simple old Kansas farm boy thing. We are part of the rulemaking process. They say we are. We're doing approval, disapproval, which is a judicial function. This here rule will be like a statute, and we can disapprove it like the third branch. But if we disapprove it or approve it or don't do anything, we're not to be held responsible, and you can't go to a court and try to hold us responsible. And then we get around and give these drug companies... They're not responsible. So nobody's responsible for anything, and we can murder millions of people and just tear everything apart. We can keep you from going to church. We can burn down the church. We can kill the economy. We can bring in millions of illegals. We can go over to Afghanistan and surrender and give the pagans 80-some billion dollars of equipment, bring a whole ton of those pagan, those jihadists over here and turn them loose so we don't even know where they are. But that's all right. And then we're going down in this North and South Carolina, and they're going to have an uh, army down there teach our troops how to fight uh, insurgents or how to overthrow governments. In other words, practice on killing Americans. A civil war. That's going to happen in January and the first week in February in North Carolina and South Carolina. But that's no big deal. We're just supposed to sit here like little stumps on a log or just crawl in the pot and they keep warming the water up. They say, oh, why does the water keep getting warmer? Don't get in the pot. It all gets back to your birthright. Now, after I went over that con, I'm going to get into... Two other ones. Let's see how much time we got left. Yeah, we got time. I'll try to. It's going to be covering them. Covering an awful lot of territory here. I'm going to post some of this stuff to my uh, email list. The next one that is a that shocked me, and I'm not easily shocked, but it, uh, it, it's I don't know anymore. There's not really too much can shock you because it's it's like going to hell and getting the precursor of what's going on down there. <clears throat> I was looking into the courts and I was looking into the rules of the first rule of the uh, federal rules of civil procedure and it comes right out and it says United States District Court well, I said wait a minute if the federal rules of civil procedure say United States District Court, that conclusively limits it to judicial power of a district court. That's 28 U.S.C. 132C. 28 132C says judicial power of a district court, which two courts have said the judge represents the court. The court is under the plenary power of Congress, and that is an Article One, Section 8, Clause 9, legislative court. It's all rigged. And it's for benefits. And they print it. I said, wait a minute, I don't remember that back in 19, because I have the uh, 1940 code and the 1946 code. Oh, back in a minute.
folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. Okay, well, we're back here, and uh, I was checking this out. I don't remember quite what it was, something on jurisdiction anyway, and I stumbled across this, the uh, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. It says United States District Court in plain English. I said, wait a minute, I don't remember that saying that back earlier in 1940 and 46 and those. No. They talked about law and equity and all that nonsense. So, you know, we kept, it's all nonsense, you know, separate. So I'm looking and I said, I wonder when that happened. When did all of a sudden 
If I'm using the federal rules of civil procedure, I am admitting I am using the United States District Court, which is the judicial power of a district court. The district court is not a government. Judicial power is part of a government. Judicial power of the United States is Article 3 of the Constitution. Judicial power of a district court, they say, is the judge represents the court. The court represents the court is under the plenary power of Congress. And it's an Article 1, Section 8, Clause 9, which is in the part of the powers of Congress, not in Article 3, the, the judiciary. I said, what the hell did they do? When did they do that? That's pretty interesting. That's what I need to know. So, I'm looking down, and I had never looked down. Sometimes the stuff is right there, and you just don't read down far enough. So, anyway, I'm looking under this, and I said, well, let me go down and look at the amendments. As you find, this is probably on uh, Cornell to the Rule 1, Scope and Purpose of the Rules of Civil Procedure. And you go down to 2007 Amendment. The language of Rule 1 has been amended to be part of a general restyling of the civil restyling. I like that word. Of the civil rules to make them more easily understood. Oh, my God, I was just having a terrible time with law and equity and all that and make style and terminology consistent throughout the rules. These changes are intended to be stylistic only. So what does that mean? The merger of law, comma, equity, comma, and admiralty practice is complete. There is no need to carry forward the phrases that initially accomplished the merger. Uh, I'm not sure exactly all that came about. We got law and equity, which is, is mandated to exist by the Supreme Court. It has to exist under Article 3. And admiralty is separate. Admiralty is over the water. It used to be. Now they have merged law, which is statutory law, common law, equity, which means there is no, it's something to be fair, there are some things that you can't just make a statute on. Equity and admiralty, waterways and the ocean. They are merged together under, quote, United States District Court. Oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. They've all merged. How they did it right now, I don't know. I haven't had the time to go back and... I was trying, it looks like it's uh, uh, these judicial council nonsense. These people don't have any authority to do a damn thing, but they're doing it. So anyway, if you're using the federal rules of civil procedure, it's one form of action which started back in New York in 1848. They've now emerged the limited jurisdiction of the district courts of the United States, which I've got case after case that it's got to exist. Well, I guess not, if we don't catch on. And we merged it with the admiralty law. And it's now complete. I, I, I like to fell out of the chair. Unbelievable. And all of the terms of stuff of the district court, formal stuff has all been done, done away with. I found that too. 
So all this other stuff, you know, you do the writ of error and all this. It's irrelevant. We don't do none of that stuff no more because they can't. They just made this all up. And it started back in 1934. And they cite that. And they start about here. This, we're going to do now do we're going to give the Supreme Court and District Court. District Court is separate from the uh, courts of the United States. The district, that's two different jurisdictions because limited jurisdictions in the several states for the courts of district courts, not in the D.C. That's totally different. But we're merging them in it called substantive rights. And it says all laws in conflict therewith shall be of no further force and effect. This was done June 19, 1934. I don't remember when uh, FDR came in. I think it was 1934, but uh, the last day in office, Humphrey got the president before him. He got around and repealed 1,006 statutes on the last day in office. He was wiping it out, getting ready for FDR, and he's the first guy that never did a constitutional oath as a president of the United States. He inserted his name. It's in quotation marks. You don't insert your name. First guy that did that. Isn't it amazing how all this stuff just fits together? Substantive right rules. I said, wait a minute. Rights. Wait a minute. What does that mean? Well, guess what? You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country... Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. 
go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Extendivite has proven time and again it really works. Here's a testimonial from Amazon.com. I am only 40, but I have put my body through hell working in manufacturing for 20 years. I recently started to notice a buzzing feeling along with a stuttering sensation with my heart. I had a full cardio stress done, which I passed. I decided to try Extendivite after getting the jingle stuck in my head. Halfway through the bottle, I really did notice a difference. After getting home from work, I would just sit in a chair for a few hours feeling like crap, and this stuff reduced that feeling along with heart discomfort to almost nothing. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Okay, well, we're back here. And uh, like I say, you just can't make this up. But now it all makes perfect sense. Because they get around 1934 and they talk about we're getting rid of all, we're going to have it all. All actions at law. And this central rule shall neither abridge, enlarge, or modify substantive rights of any litigant. What does that mean? And all laws in conflict, therefore, have no further force and effect, but we're going to keep the trial by jury. That's it. It's inviolate at common law. One thing. And then I found this where in the United States District Court now, they merged law and equity under Article 3 with admiralty. Which I can't. I'm saying they can't do it. Under the Constitution of the rule of law, they can't do it. Let me qualify that. In the land of Oz, they can do any damn thing they want. They're saying it's all complete, 2007. So now we got the admiralty out in the ocean mixed in with something else, with the law and equity is supposed to be in the several states limited. It's all ruled into one. There's no such thing as limited jurisdiction in the admiralty. Oh, just, you just can't make that stuff up. But then we substantive rights. That's where it started. I said, okay, well, so what is that? It's substantive law. Real simple. I looked it up. That part of the law which creates, defines, and regulates rights. What is that saying? If you create a right, you define the right and you regulate a right. That sure doesn't sound like inalienable rights, like the right to bear arms, does it? You think? It says, as opposed to objective and remedial law, those are in quotation marks, which prescribes a method of enforcing the rights and obtaining redress for their invasion. That's our inalienable rights. So what they're saying is this substantive law is for benefits. But now we can't screw you <coughs> on your constitutional rights while we got you signed up for a benefit. Well, if you don't know any better, you have no chance. Substantive law, substantive rights is we create the right, we define the right, and we regulate the right. You, our inalienable rights are not regulated. They were put there and said, thou shalt not, like a commandment. In the Bible, thou shalt not do stuff. It's not negotiable. When the Creator God said, thou shalt not, he meant it. 
That's what's going on here. So now, there has to be an Article Three court. So I said, well, I'm just speculating. I said, well, okay, I'm going to, what I assumed that I thought I knew, I hadn't checked it out, that I thought it was so, but the, <coughs> they made a, uh, um, the uh, court for the uh, United States Court of Claims. And in 1953, they made it says, such court is hereby declared to be a court established under Article Three of the Constitution. And then it says the Chief Justice, and he can get around and appoint people to fill the slot. They make it a bona fide Article Three court in 1953. And in 1982, they renamed it but you know what they didn't do? They never repealed Section 1 or Section 2 that there's an Article 3 court. I had I had to go look, and I went to see where you find this out as Westlaw, because you can go into Westlaw and put in a statute and see whether it's been repealed or not. It's not been repealed. It's still there. And they have the rule of common law in that court. It's still there. That is the only Article Three court left. It's called the United States Court of Claims. They have the Federal Court of Claims, which is an Article One court. They created in 1982. It's an overlay. But the Article Three, when they never repealed it, it's still there. If we know how to access it, and hopefully they will abide by the law. I'll see here. Let me get back to Skype. I gotta think. Dave, New York, got a question or comment? Because i got to cover the IRS here. I don't want to get off on a tangent. you got a question or comment on our subject? Uh, not exactly on this subject, Ralph. I'll just uh, pose it to you to deal with later. Uh, okay. there's a, there was a suggestion. There was a suggestion that uh, the past election in 2020 uh, was not valid at all because uh, it had to be done as prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof but in the manner. Yeah. In time, yeah, place, yeah, and manner in Section 4. That, that, I don't want to take time for that. That's all. That's already conclusively proven so many times that I'm telling you what, it, it's, it's proven more than the sun comes up in the east and sets in the west, okay? So let me get back to what I'm going to talk about then, but thanks for yeah, calling well, in. Okay. So, because this other one is an important concept, too, and I want to have time to some, get some sort of a thing. <coughs> but we have an Article Three court. They have the rule of common law in the current thing. And they never repealed the Article 3 part. And Westlaw shows it. But you can't do tort. All you can do in that type of court is do damages. So what they're saying is, if you can catch us, and if you can know how to plead it right, you can sue us for the damage. But you can't sue us beyond that. No punitive damage to God, I'll tell you this. These, but it, I, there's our there's our Article Three court. It's still there because they actually put it in the statute in 1953. Okay. Now I'm going to get to the Internal Revenue criminals because this is a killer. Oops, I hit full screen here. Hold on a minute. I don't know what happens when I do that. Uh, Got to get that back. There we go. Back to a <coughs> smaller screen. So now let me go into what I found with the IRS. 
it has effects on everybody that's doing the IRS, especially if you've ever been criminally charged, has a major, major bearing on it. Let me get into it here. I'm bringing it up. IRS. And let's see here. <sighs> what they did. This is in 1980, January 25th. It's the Federal Register. I don't know, it's volume 45 and page 6088. So it's 45. CFR 6088, and it's five pages. What I ran into is in 1967, they republished all Part 301 regs, which are 5 U.S.C. 301, all departmental regulations for all, for everything. And I'm going to be publishing that, but I'm going to do it in a separate email because a lot of emails can't handle 15 megabytes, but I want to do it in two. But what they did is, I couldn't figure out where, in 1967, 26 U.S.C. 7402, the district court is a Part 301 reg. It says the United States District Court is a 301 departmental rule only type of court. And I couldn't find where it was repealed or changed. So I left it alone. That's what I do a lot. You spend an hour or two on these, you just got to walk away, and then I come back in, and bam, it's just right there. I couldn't believe this. This, in this regulation, and this, it's in the Federal Register, I find they say what we are going to do, we are going to delete it. So here's the thing. It says this document removes Title 28, Code of Federal Regulations, those regulation sections which recite verbatim provisions of the 19 Revenue Code of 1954. The purpose of this document is to complete the process initiated about two years ago by removing Internal Revenue Code provisions of Title 26 of Code Federal Regulations. The reproduction of the code provisions of Title 28 is considered unnecessary, and their removal will significantly reduce the volume of Internal Revenue Service regulation. No substantive change in the rules as intended by this document. That's important. Certain conforming changes to other sections are made, blah, blah, by this removal. Okay, I've already, because I've been checking. If it's in the Federal Register, it's either got to be repealed or amended or trumped by a new statute, period. So deleting it, and they say they're making no substantive change. Oh, really? Okie dokie. Well, let's go down to 301. <coughs> what do I find down in 301? God, let me bring up the other part of this so I can cite these out. I couldn't believe it because I people have asked me if there are regulations for criminal stuff, and I've said no. I've never seen it. It's there. It is. And here it is. They are deleting it, just not printing it, for 
301-7201 statutory provision attempt to evade or defeat a tax. 7202, willful failure to file or collect or pay over tax. Statutory provisions, willful failure to file or return supply information. 7203. 7204, fraudulent statement and failure to make a statement to employees. 7205, fraudulent withholding exemption certificate. Failure to supply information. 7206, fraud and false statements. 7207, fraudulent returns and statements of other documents. 7207-1, fraudulent returns and statement of other documents. And on and on. Guess what, folks? Tax evasion, failure to file a return are all part <coughs> 301, as is 7402, which lists the district court, United States District Court, and its jurisdiction. They just deleted them, printing it, because make it so much simpler for you and me to read and understand what's going on. And here's the other one that's a killer. And then I'll take this call because I want to get to this. This is important. I'm also reading in this. I just stumbled across it because I always read these things very carefully anymore. <clears throat> it says in the code, the section which it interprets, a hyphen and a number identifying the section. So what does that mean? <clears throat> I always wondered. I see 26 CFR. 301, which it says is the part, that's 5 U.S.C. 301, departmental rate, period. I see 6331, that's all your lien, levy, and all that nonsense, the straight ticket. And then I see a dash one, dash two, dash three. If it has a dash after it, that is interpreting that statute. It is an interpretive rig. Thank you very damn much. Pardon my French. That's what the dashes mean. They put a hyphen after it, and it means it's interpreting that statute. It's an interpretive rig, and they're admitting it. Not only is it a part 301, they put a dash 1, dash 2 after all these in the IRS to admit they're interpretive rigs. So now we have, what I have found is that the criminal, how in the world can an agency have criminal regulations, and by the way, I have all of the 1967, which is a public record, which is judicially noticed, say it in print, but they don't print no more, because we didn't know. So the criminal stuff, an agency is making a crime out of departmental rules, of which they got no authority to do, and they print it. And it's judicially noticed, and the dash one, dash two, they're admitting it's interpreting. How about those apples? All these people that are going to jail for all this nonsense. Melissa and Marilyn, question or comment on our subject? Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, I wanted to discuss Federal Reserve notes, so if that's going to take you off topic, I can call you when the show's not on the air. Would you prefer that I do that? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to go off topic here because this is this is this stuff that I'm talking about is critical. We have got thousands, okay. of, thousands of people going to the pokey under rules and regulations 
that are part 301 departmental, and they are defining the crimes as departmental rules. They put it in a public record. It's judicially noticed. There's no other evidence. That is evidence. That's an important. You've got to get something that has evidence. You can plead all the code nonsense and junk you want. <coughs> Courts are about evidence. This is judicially noticed evidence. It's in the public record. It has not been repealed. It has not been amended, and it has not been trumped by statute. This is amazing. And then we have that Congress is part of the rulemaking process. Did you know that? And then they say, well, you know, we're not responsible for anything, and the judges and courts can't look at it, but we're part of this whole con. And they're doing indirectly what they cannot do directly. Congress can't make rules and regulations. So they have federal agencies. They create a fiction outside the Constitution. They have the Federal Register Act, general applicability and legal effect, which all it says is if it's going to affect it, that's step one, like creating a bill. Step two is the APA. It's got to have force and effect. There is a procedure, just like in Congress, but nobody follows it. <coughs> nobody even brings it up. That's a holding in the Supreme Court of the United States. Chrysler v. Brown. 1979. There's no wiggle room. And then we got the courts going off on this crazy ocean nonsense. Talking about good cause and all that crap. And the OSHA isn't even under it. Congress says they're not. They're in the Federal Register. I looked up the Federal Register stuff. They're not. And <clears throat> so why would you bring up a something like that that has nothing to do with anything? And how does Congress get the authority to create a federal agency that's out of thin air, give it unlimited powers that isn't even under the administrative legislation other than it has to put it in the Federal Register so we can see it, but then the Supreme Court says the next step, the Administrative Procedures Act, well, we got good cause, but we don't know what that means. Really. Well, you've got some of the damnedest, stupidest researchers i ever seen in my life. I know you know what good cause means. Why would you even bring it up if it's under the uh, APA when the APA has no effect? And I'm supposed to respect these people that have got all these piled up law degrees? How? Have you ever needed to make a phone call, but didn't want the person you're calling to know that it was you on the other end? Have you ever needed to make a call and wanted to keep your phone number and location private? Well, now you can with PatriotPhone.com. PatriotPhone.com will enable you to make unlimited calls anonymously. That's right. Unlimited anonymous phone calls to anywhere in the U.S. and 36 countries around the world. Our most popular phone plan includes unlimited calls, your own phone number, voicemail, call forwarding, and many other great features. 
Visit PatriotPhone.com to get your own phone number in any state and take back control of your phone calls. PatriotPhone.com also allows you to record your calls and access all of your phone records online. PatriotPhone.com works with iPhones, Android base phones, and Windows computers. Protect your privacy and your freedom with unlimited anonymous telephone service from PatriotPhone.com. Today, that's PatriotPhone.com. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Well, we're back here. You see, we have uh, notes of decision that I can do searches in Westlaw. Nobody's talking about Nobody's challenged any of this stuff. The Mooney's case was the first one that ever even brought up that the United States District Court is an Article 1, Section 8, Clause 9 to any appellate court. You put all this stuff in quotation marks so they can't mess with it. Judicial power of the United States. That's one of the things I've learned. They will say, oh, he brought up this issue. But they will never give you the solution because they can't. That shuts up Satan. He can't give you a false thing if you know how to plead it. But it's all rigged. There are no constitutional courts in America except the Supreme Court, and they're sure the hell not acting like it. When, I, when I'm a farm boy from Kansas with no legal degree, no piled higher and deeper nonsense, and I can take their stuff and read it and say, what are you people doing up there? And why aren't the people that are bringing this issue up from the AGs, are they on Pfizer's payroll? So we'll make a little bit of a showing, but we won't plead the law because the people don't know it. But hey, you know, we're up there fighting for you, boy. Oh boy, we're we're giving them hell. You betcha. It's 
like those politicians I watched last night at Trump. There was only two I'd vote for. That little gal that was a uh, Fox MC boy, she laid it all out. I'm going to do this. We're going to get this. We're going to get this done. This going to get done. Spelling out what you're going to do, like Trump did. And then there was some gal running for senator, I think it is. Same thing. The rest of them is just platitude baloney. Platitude nonsense. We're in trouble, folks. Our government and its agencies are have waged are waging war on we the people, and that's a fact. They're looking to kill us and install a totalitarian dictator, communist, some kind of a God knows what type of thing run by Satan, where we get around, they track you. It would be just like 1984 or the Brave New World. I'm going God, it's got the brave new world. I got to read that again. It's been so long. I forgot what it's about. I got to finish the 1984. I got to go to the, uh, uh, what's the, the uh, uh, agency or the something of truth. It's a lie. Start watching frankspeech.com. And I can sure use donations because you're going to get the pure, I don't, I'm not going to soft soap anything. And I'm taking on the borough. I'm taking on the Alaska bar. I got FOIA FOIAs out there. They're trying to take some land. And I'm going to, I got it all. I've got it tied to the patent. I've got all the absolute title. I got all that stuff done. Let's see what they do. I don't know. I know one thing. You fight with the truth. And we got the creator and the son on our side. So to hell with them. Fear not. I guess 365 times or more in the Bible. You just get rid of the fear. What are they going to do to us? Kill us? Oh, no. Truth wins out. Am I therefore your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. I really like that one. We can't speak the truth anymore. People are afraid to do it. There are a few, like that gal, that nurse, that guy that was in, uh, that doctor. I highly recommend going to frankspeech.com and watch his full 30-minute every day. It's on now for the Friday. He has the full news, just like you get for Foxes when they have their hour news. It's 8 o'clock Eastern and 4 o'clock Alaska time. I try to watch that every day, and I'm telling you what, you almost want to take volume because it's, it'll scare the living P1 out of you. Well, God willing, and uh, if the communists don't take us over, we will see you next Sunday. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is, really, is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, 
you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Republic Broadcast.